0: Rachel. This is Recovery Daily Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about recovery. Sleep is not a luxury. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because I'm sure you can imagine I'm getting lots of sleep these days. And I almost feel like I'm sleeping my life away. Um, So I thought I'd talk a little bit about it. And since this is all for selfish reasons, I am going to talk about it because I want to um, reiterate to myself why I'm sleeping so much. I know that um, over the years, people have said you need to get eight hours of sleep. I think that that requirement for a certain length sleep is um, actually different per person. I think it depends on how old you are. I think it depends on um, just different characteristics, I think, about each person's body and how much sleep they require. There are some people in my life who I don't even know how they function on the minimal sleep that they get. And, um, it tends to be from what I've witnessed people who get really spun up on work, people who have a hard time sleeping because they're thinking of new ideas for work. They're thinking of problems at work, um, I know a lot of people just, once they wake up, have a hard time falling back asleep. I don't have those problems, and it's probably because I take trazodone. Um, So when I got sober in rehab, they prescribed me with trazodone. And trazodone is a drug that I think years ago was used for anxiety until they found that it really just made people tired. So uh, at least that's what my doctor told me. So they prescribe it for as a sleep aid um, because it's not addicting. So I fall asleep pretty easily um, with that, and I stay asleep all night. If I don't take that, I do tend to wake up in the middle of the night and kind of toss and turn all night so um, that's what I choose to do my doctor said it's fine for me to do it and I know a lot of other people who take trazodone before I got sober I never had a hard time sleeping and you can just probably finish that story for yourself of why I didn't have any any trouble sleeping Um, I probably slept less, but when I was asleep, I was passed out and I'll get into that a little more, um, in a little bit when I talk about, uh, sleep aid, uh, stuff. So, um, one thing that I've learned is that the, uh, the reason why sleep is so important is that what you learn when you're awake is, imprint, is almost like imprinted on your brain while you're asleep. It's like hitting the save button. So um, everything that you've learned, uh, once you fall asleep, it's like it becomes, you know, uh, written in stone. I don't know what you call it, the save button imprinted on your head. So uh, it's also important to sleep before you learn. So I liken it to squeezing a sponge out, squeezing all the water out of a sponge, and then setting it out on the counter to dry completely to prepare it for sucking in as much water as possible when you need it to do the job. So that's what I, uh, in my head, compare it to. So sleep is not a luxury it it actually does something for us it's a benefit and um, most importantly in my situation sleep helps my brain build the new connections between the neurons so it's called neuroplasticity this is now, I'm not a doctor. Obviously, I've mentioned that before. If I was, I wouldn't be doing podcasts, I'd be doing surgeries. However, what I've learned is that it's called neuroplasticity. And so, when I had my stroke, part of my brain doesn't function anymore. So, other parts of my brain have to learn how to do the things that uh, the, uh, the parts that are damaged used to do. And so I'm going to vision therapy to uh, teach my brain, the new parts of my brain that aren't used to dealing with vision, to teach them how to handle uh, the, the different processes that need to be done when I use my eyes. And so sleeping... Um, encourages that building of the new connections between the neurons so a little bit about my history with sleep and drinking and all that stuff Um, so when I was actively drinking I also was very very much having panic attacks, anxiety. It was it was unmanageable. Um if somebody were to talk to me, you could actually see me just shaking in front of you. And um part of that was from withdrawal from alcohol if it was, you know, in the morning or in the middle of the day or something or for some reason I didn't have any alcohol in my body. You could see me shaking, but on top of that was my anxiety, and as I continued to drink and I continued to not be able to subside the anxiety because my medication wasn't working because I was drinking, it just continued to get worse and worse, and so I had lots of different symptoms of anxiety, um, things like panic attacks. So um, I would also have this feeling like uh, almost like my heart was like skipping a beat and I would get pressure in my neck. It, It was, I think, very correlated to a panic attack. Um, I also had ocular migraines, and um, I just really couldn't function in normal society. When it got really bad, I couldn't even go to the grocery store without um, really freaking out. So um, a lot of my sleep back then was not natural sleep. It was like sedation, you know, it's just like when you take, um, uh, sleep aid medication, only probably a little worse. I would, I would guess, I don't know. Um, anyway, there's, uh, there's lots of stuff that I've learned about, um, how sleep lowers your risks of lots of different, um, issues like, uh, heart attack and stroke and stuff. I'm a little late for that, but, huh, you know, um, so the sleep aid drugs, what I've heard about the sleep aid drugs are that they slow your brain down and it's, um, you know, it's being drugged. It's, it's very similar to, uh, alcohol, alcohol induced sleep. So what I learned is that uh, in natural sleep, when you fall asleep with no AIDS, your brain is actually very active. And so this is why it's making the new connections, like in my case, making the new connections, um, and the things that you've learned is being imprinted on the brain and all of that stuff so it's a very active activity to be asleep naturally so I thought that was really interesting and thought that I would share about it so what I've been doing um, is I've been trying to sleep at least two hours per day a nap it's best if I sleep three hours in the day. I just can tell that it feels better in my head if I sleep for three hours instead of two hours. But the pooches don't always let me do that. Um, they have been more and more as we practice each day. Um, so, and then, um, I have, I have a few, um, I've written down some things that I do in order to help my, my sleep, go to sleep, stay asleep, that kind of thing, and make sure that I'm giving myself the best opportunity to have recovery sleep, where I have active brain and my brain is doing all the things that it needs to do while I'm sleeping. So uh, here are some of the things that I do in order to get sleep. Um, So I typically go up to my bedroom at 8.30. So having consistency in when I go to sleep and when I get up. So um, this is where you're going to notice as I talk about these things Um, This is where my overachiever (laughs) mentality shines. So um, I, no joke, I go to go up to sleep at 830. I go upstairs to the bedroom at 830. And um, I have a process that I follow. And then I'm probably asleep by 10. It's been getting later and later because I do my podcast now. But um, and then I get up consistently every single morning of the entire year on weekends and holidays at 625 in the morning, and um, there are a couple reasons for that. Number one is that I have two adorable pooches that have gotten used to us getting up at 625, and so we get up, we go out and have our have our poo-poo's and potties, and then we um, we have breakfast, and then they have breakfast. I do not have breakfast. I can't eat until like noon. Side note, but anyway, then we go back upstairs and we have cuddle time. So cuddle time means. Um, so I've skipped to morning. I'll get back to night in a minute. So cuddle time means that um, mommy, that's me. Um, is going to log on to the computer and go to a, a 7 a.m. Uh, Zoom meeting for my sobriety recovery. So I do my 7 a.m. recovery meeting every morning, even on weekends and holidays. I think I've missed I missed one over the past year because I had guests and. Um, my boyfriend was talking to one of the guests and I felt like it was important for me to be down there too. So that was the only meeting that I missed. Um, So that's the kind of consistency that I have in my day. Um, And the pooches sleep while I do that. And then we start our day after that. So that's about eight o'clock when I start functioning. So, um, but I do want to just mention a lot of people, there's a lot of talk about people who get up early versus people who get up late and how there are some people, some mentality that if you get up early, that it's something to brag about or something like that. Like, um, I know they've said, it's been tossed around that more successful people get up early or something like that. Well, I heard that is not true, and it actually is pretty ridiculous to me. Um, So there's lots of successful people who sleep in, and um, honestly, I feel like the smart people are the ones sleeping in. So anyway, whatever your time is that you choose to go to sleep and get up, Um, Just make sure it's consistent. That's all. So um, setting your hour for sleep. And another thing is I closed the door to my room. So this is also for a couple reasons. You'll notice most of them go back to the pooches. So um, I shut the door, number one, because the pooches... um, Will bark if they hear something around the house. So uh, I do. I do shut the door. I also shut the door if um, my kids are visiting and people are, you know, walking around, going to the bathroom, whatever. So they don't see lights and hear people and stuff like that. But I also feel like I'm kind of cocooning myself in when I shut the door I just feel like I've closed the world out you know it's almost just like um gives me that feeling that okay world I'm Rachel's by herself now so I closed the door and I also have a um brown noise machine so I started with a white noise machine But when I found out that there are different color noises, I went online and had started listening to the different noises. And I have found that brown noise is the one that I, I don't know, gives me like the coziest feeling. So I listened to a brown noise machine and of course. That is also so the pooches don't hear all of the goings-ons everywhere so that they don't bark. So another thing is that when I'm going to go to sleep, everybody in the house knows that Rachel is going to sleep. So I do my rounds. I say goodnight to everybody. And then that's it. When Rachel's going to sleep, she's going to sleep. and, And that's that. And My kids know that, I mean, of course, if they need to come in and they have before in the past when they were, um, younger, if they need to wake me up, of course they know that they can and they have, but, um, just a gesture of, again, like good night world. I'm going to bed. (laughs) Everybody leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Um, so, When I was drinking, I used to sleep with the TV on and I don't know if that's because I was alone or I don't think it was. I I think it was just because I was drinking and I, it was comforting to me to have something, you know, voice something going on in the room. Um, But what I've learned is that having light in the room when you're sleeping tricks your brain into thinking that it's not nighttime. So, um, so it's important for the room to be as dark as possible. And then of course, no electronic devices. So just like the TV or, um, I have found many, many a time my kids sleeping and the computer is, like the laptop is open and playing next to their heads with the light shining right in their face. So that is um, frowned upon, apparently. Um, Another thing that tricks the body to thinking that it's daytime instead of nighttime is the temperature. So we're supposed to sleep when it's cool, So it's important to um, try to keep uh, the temperature cooler. I like to have it at least 72, but um, we just got uh, another side note. We just got a new air conditioner unit. And so now I actually have a thermostat right in my bedroom. And so that is money. (laughs) So now I always have it at the exact temperature And then I also have the ceiling fan on and I have another fan that is really light and it blows on the pooches and their crates because I don't know. I feel like they need airflow. Little Boris has a stubby nose, so I'm afraid he needs extra air. Um, The ceiling fan is uh, at night is fine, but in the daytime when I'm taking my nap, I have to make sure that I don't look up at the ceiling fan because it makes me sick. So, um, and then the last thing is exercise, uh, exercising at some point throughout the day, uh, will help with sleep. And I've been trying to do that, but, um, I don't like to exercise in the house, so I've been trying to get myself well so that I can walk over to the, to the um, gym in my neighborhood um, at the community area center thing. And so I tried to walk there today, and I got about one block down the street and my eyes, I started having a sensation like right behind my eyes. It felt like when you put someone else's glasses on, like if you pick, if you are, you know, trying to be silly and you put on somebody else's thick glasses, you can feel the sensation behind your eyes. It's uncomfortable, and that's what I was feeling behind my eyes, so I started getting really nervous that I was going to get dizzy or something. So I turned around and walked back home and was kind of, uh, not kind of, I was very poopy the rest of the evening because just feeling sorry for myself that I can't even walk over to the gym. So I didn't even go up and lift weights in my house because I was just kind of, I was poopy and so I guess I can have bad days too right (laughs) even I can have bad days so anyway so this was a good reminder for me of why sleep is important why I'm shooting to get more sleep than normal right now and um Encouraging myself that it's the right thing, and and when I talk to other people and I say, "Oh, I'm getting ready to take my nap," I feel kind of like, you know, well, you guys have to all work, and I'm gonna go nap. Uh, You know, like it's a luxury, and it's not a luxury for me. It's um, it's me, uh, fighting for myself to to make sure that I recover as best I can and see if I can get back to being a normal person. That's, that's what this is all about. So thanks for listening. And I will talk to you tomorrow.